Changing minds one thought at a time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Motivate Social Podcast, where we bring you people who are changing the world through social media. How are you doing today, Vanessa? I am excited. I am great. How are you doing? I am great. I am super, super excited to bring on our guest today. She has been in radio for 11 years, so, you know, she can teach us, you know, to the moon and back. And during the time while she's been on radio, she's been changing the world, and we're getting ready to find out how. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Stacy Harp from Bible News Radio. How are you, Stacy? I am so wonderful, and I'm totally excited and honored to be your guest today. Oh, we are excited so to wonderful. have you. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I have to ask the question that everybody's waiting on. What are you doing to change the world through social media? What am I doing to change the world through social media? I would say the the main thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to encourage and equip the saints to get out there and to declare the gospel. That's what Bible News Radio is about, sharing the gospel of mm. Jesus with people and helping believers to uh, understand the world through a biblical worldview, looking at the, the Bible through the lens of Scripture, to quote my friend Janet Parshall, and, um, and then also to encourage those who are wondering about God, you know, and saying, you know, what's this weirdo person talking about Pokemon on their show for? It's a Christian show talking about Pokemon. You know, really? So trying to get people curious so that I can talk to them and, and say, you know what, there's hope because a lot of people don't have hope. So I would mm-hmm. say that would be the underlying uh, reason, too, is because people don't have hope. And so I want to offer the hope. That's what I do. But, Stacy, that is great that you say that is just to get out there and just try it. Um, now, this, this is something that I've learned through this journey of just stepping out on faith. And it took for something to happen in order for me to move forward in whatever the next level that I need to grow in. Because sometimes we just don't know what our plans are, usually don't turn out right. But, <laughs> but then when you just go ahead and take that leap, and it'll work itself out um, because we all are destined for greatness, right? Now, is there something that happened that that turns your mind to think, well, you know what? Let me go ahead and see where it goes. Was there something that you experienced in your journey of going to that next chapter in your life that caused you to be able to say, you know what, I need to go and do something differently? So if I'm understanding you correctly, you want to know what got me into doing this, right? (laughs) Yes, but, you know, because, you know, inspiring people, sometimes people's Mm -hmm. mindsets are stuck, you know, right. and you you know you constantly keep sending out the messages and you constantly pour it into people, but just to be able to pour it to the masses of people on a bigger level, how, you know what I mean? So that's where I'm basically mm-hmm. asking. Yeah, you know, one of my passions in life, and I know it is your, your guys' too because of the name of your show, Changing Minds Online, mm-hmm. right, you know, is that um, – that you don't want people to remain where they're at, where they are, mm-hmm. right? And I think for me, it probably goes back to my life verse in the Bible, which is Romans twelve two, which says not to be 
conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And as a cognitive behavioral trained clinically a clinically trained marriage and family therapist, I really wholeheartedly believe that what you think impacts how you behave. And in the Bible, where it says not to be conformed to this world, but be changed by the renewing of your mind, it's that same principle, except in the Greek, it actually is referring to a continual process of change. So God doesn't want us to be stagnant. He wants us to Mm -hmm. change. He wants us to become conformed to his image. And so for me, I think because of my background growing up in a pretty uh, abusive background with a lot of different stuff, I knew what I didn't want, and so I pursued something different. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that embarked me on my own journey of recovery, you know, uh, through personal therapy and, and going to college. I was like the first person in my family to go to college and even achieve, you know, a master's degree level uh, because I didn't want to be on welfare and I didn't want to – uh, you know, get in bad relationships like I saw my mom do. And I I didn't mm-hmm. want that old pattern. I wanted it to be better. And I thought, you know what, if I can do it, you guys can do it. Mm-hmm. If, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know what the greatest testimony I get today is? The greatest testimony from people who, you know, they'll meet me and they'll, they'll begin to get to know me. I have people tell me, oh, my gosh, you must have had the best upbringing because you're so healthy, you're so mature, you're – your relationship with your husband is awesome and, and all this other stuff. And I go, if you only knew, (laughs) you know, it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't Mm -hmm. something that just happened. You know, I went through a lot of therapy and, and, you know, my husband did too. And, and I made the choice to change, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what people have to do. They have to make the choice. If they don't make the choice, then they're just going to remain where they're at. And I don't think God Mm -hmm. wants us where we're at. I think he wants us to always go forward. Yes, I love know, it. Yes, you know, <laughs> Stacy, you said yes. to us that you don't think God wants us to stay where we are. He wants right. us to elevate, and elevation Amen. is an action word, right? Yes, and we mm-hmm. all want to let the people know, because we're all uh, motivators as well, that motivation is also an action. You have to go out there and you have to do the things. You can't just sit on the couch and think it's going to happen for you. Now, what was the motivation that took you to this next level now that you have this platform, you have this desire to teach the people about, about the Lord, what was that final catapult that said, oh, my goodness, I'm needed, like, right now? What was that? I think I think it's because the world gives so many conflicting messages. And, you know, when you know you find the truth, you know, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. So when you know the truth, you have to you have to share it with people. I I'll give you a perfect example. Somebody, I, I heard somebody say a couple of days ago, if you knew, uh, if, if you were standing on the side of the street and you saw somebody who's getting ready to walk out in, in front of a, a moving car, what would you do? Would you let them get hit? Or would you jump out or yell or scream or what? do something to go ahead and, and get them, you know, out of harm's way? And, of course, most people, unless you're a sociopath, would actually, you know, 
say, hey, get out of the way, or, you know, or, you know, hey, look over here, or, or, you know, if it, you know, you're, you want to be a person of valor, you know, maybe literally jump on the person and drag them out of the way. Um, I think that's, that's, uh, that's who I am. I don't want people in harm's way. And I just see, I, I see from my years doing therapy with clients, but I also see it just looking at culture and what's going on. I mean, you look at the drug, you know, drug addiction rates, you look at sexual abuse, you look, you look at all of these things people are trying to uh, find, you know, they're trying to find comfort in them in truth and peace. And they're not because that's not where it's at, you know. And, and I have this theory. I've been fleshing, fleshing this out for quite some time. And really, I think the root of most people's issues, it comes down to the issue of comfort, right? Because if you ask what their first memory of comfort is, it, well, what that will do is it will actually show you a pattern in that person's life, generally speaking. I've, I've talked to so many people. I've read stuff on this. And generally, you know, if a person gives you a memory of, of the, the first time that they were comforted and what that memory was or what it was or who it was, generally that typical pattern carries out. And, for example, um, you know, a lot of people say their mom or, or dad or whoever, when they were babies, they, they comfort them with junk food, right? So what happens to those people? They grow up, they, they eat a lot of junk food, and, and, you know, their health is compromised because of it. Uh, when I was working with other clients, I had a lot of clients who, uh, you know, they couldn't ever remember being attached to somebody emotionally or even physically because we are a kind of a detached society, but music comforted them. So, um, you know, in particular, I'm thinking of one client I had in particular, music was her comfort. Her mom tried to kill her, and so what she did, she she went to music, and as a result, she's a professional singer to this day. So, I look at that issue and I go, hmm, you know what? If we could get people to realize that comfort is in the Lord and in his word, then a lot of the things that we we think that we can actually find comfort in, um, you know, that really don't bring it, uh, you know, our society would be a lot healthier. (laughs) I don't know if that made Mm. sense, but. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know Dr. Fitch and I, we were talking about something earlier today and it was um you know sometimes people read certain scriptures in the bible and then they'll turn around and they stop but if you keep going you will you will read and understand so you can continue to study what he's saying that's already written one of the things that people love to say is that um faith with without works is dead so you having faith, but you the work part. You know what I mean. So it's like you just have to continue on studying what you read, and now you have to be able to take action, so you can be able to get to that next level, um, so you can reach your full potential. Because I honestly believe that we all deserve to have an abundance of life, but we have to be willing to do the work. Amen. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen right. overnight. Nope. But it's so well worth it, right? Right. Yeah, and I use the example when I talk to people. Um, when okay, so you're born little, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a you're a baby, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're a little dinky thing. I was four pounds when I was born. I was ba- I was premature. Um, and uh, you know, and it took a while for me to be able to to walk. 
right? And then I, I started mm-hmm. to walk, and I'm pretty sure, because I don't remember when I started to walk, because I was usually early childhood memory is about three. Uh, so I'm sure I, I walked before three because I don't remember my first steps. But, you know, I, I can imagine I've seen other babies start to walk, and they're in their little pampers and stuff, and next thing you know, boom, they fall on their butt, right? Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, Yay, they took their first step. Oh, my God, they're so cute. Look how cute he is. Like, wait, he's going to get back up, and he's going to walk again, and, and then he takes two or three steps, boom, you know. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's so great, you know. And that's kind of how, um, y- you know, we encourage that type of growth, but mm-hmm. we don't see it happening. And, and I think that's what frustrates people. People want instant grat- gratification. They want mm-hmm. instant growth. But it doesn't take place. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. Amy Grant even uh, did a song, I think, called It Doesn't Happen Overnight or something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't happen overnight. And um, and it's frustrating to a lot of people because they want, you know, mm-hmm. they want it to be there. But, you know, I'm like, hey, it took me 13 years to earn a master's degree and another five years on top of that to get all the hours and training that I needed to in order to become a therapist. That's 18 years of my life. It wasn't like it happened overnight. But people will look at you and they'll go, oh, my gosh, that must have just happened overnight. Your mom and dad put you through mm-hmm. college, blah, blah. You're you're so blessed. And I'm like, uh, nope, that's not quite what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> completely opposite of that. Um, so, so, yeah, you, wow. you, have to encourage, you have to encourage people and say, look, you know what, it's, it's, as my husband says, it's not, it's not really the destination. It's the journey that you're on. People mm. have to accept, accept, accept the journey. And I remember one time uh, I, was, I was in therapy, and, the, and um, it was when I was the client, not the actual therapist, and I was just having a really hard time. And all of a sudden I got this picture in my mind of uh, when the Oklahoma City bombing took place. And I remembered the news media where, where the guy uh, had rescued the baby and, and the, he was holding him in his arms and there's blood all over the place. And they were walking away from the building. And it wasn't until the guy turned around and looked at the building that they could see the magnitude of the damage. I think that's how we are emotionally. I think if you've been wounded emotionally, and most people have, um, you know, you're under all of these you know, rocks of rubble, so to speak. And, you know, each movement that you do to motivate yourself to get to take a rock off you, to move it, to kind of get yourself out from that, one little baby step at a time. At first, you can't see the light sometimes. Sometimes it's so dark. You know, I used to say the light at the end of the tunnel is temporarily out. You know, sometimes it's so dark you can't see the light. But eventually, as you move stuff, you take stuff off, you know, the light begins to come in. And then you have a better vision and you can begin to take slow steps towards that light to me, who is Jesus, right? And then eventually mm-hmm. you get out of the building and you, you can walk back farther and farther. The, the more healthy you get, the holier you get, you can go back and go, oh, my gosh, Lord, look what you got me out of. I had no idea it was that bad. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just totally amazing, you know. And, and then that's your testimony. That, then you go and share and say, hey, you know what, here's, what I'm going to testify to. Mm-hmm. What's your testimony, right? What are you going to testify mm-hmm. to? You know? Yeah, that is true. And and and, it's, and there's too often people want that right now gratification. I tell people when you want that right now gratification, you can play the lottery. Right. You know what I mean? You can play the lottery yeah. because then you turn around and you, okay, fine, you may win 
but but then do you really appreciate it because now you're spending money you're not really understanding this i got this whole this all this money what do i do with it so i blow it you know you're not doing really anything with it so you don't appreciate it but if you just take the time to be able to appreciate your growth you will truly value and know your worth on a whole nother level and so um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying because people just don't understand, which is unfortunately, but they need to understand, especially now our economy is, I mean, it's not getting any better. You know, we have to understand there is more. Is one of the things that I always say, there's more um, out in the world than a, a, outside the walls of the cubicle walls and outside of the classroom. But you have to be open enough to be able to and willing to educate yourself so you can live that full abundance life that you always dreamed of. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so I commend you. I totally commend you for being able to share your message um, with the world because you had to go through the work and um, to be able to speak on things that you have experienced because you see the end results, because you was willing to do that work, right? Amen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I didn't want to end up like my mom. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. You know, I mm. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be anything like my mother, and mm-hmm. praise God, I'm not. I I, I will mm-hmm. say this. I will say that my mom, uh, she was outspoken and direct person, and I am too. But I think I'm a little softer than she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I didn't want to be my mom either. <laughs> when you say that, I'm just like, wow. Um, and Dr. Finch just no, I just finished the book. And it was based off of prayer so my children don't have to experience the same things that I experienced. And so I had to allow myself to be broken in order to be blessed. So I had right. to go through the works to be able to say, you know what, I don't want this. So you get, you, you're you going to have to go through those things where you're going to get hit so you could be able to get built back up. There's broken pieces somewhere. Everybody has broken pieces somewhere. But are you willing to mend those pieces? Are you willing to be able to say, you know what, this right here, this don't belong in a piece of the puzzle. But over here, this belongs because I need this in my life. Right. Well, and, you know, the Bible talks about, it's one of my favorite verses says, God is near to the brokenhearted and the contrite in spirit. Nowhere in Scripture does it ever say God is near to those who aren't brokenhearted. So it's okay to be, it's okay to be broken, you know, mm-hmm. and see, I think that's the thing. The world fights it, right? The world says, oh, you have to be perfect. No, you don't. That's, mm-hmm. that's boring. You know, <laughs> good luck. Everybody's trying to be perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, so. Wow. Oh my goodness. We go back and forth all day. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to yep. ask a question about the brokenness piece. You know, you made that statement to, it's okay to be broken. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people think in society, oh, I got to fix all this and I got to go to this and that or that and I do this. You know, I believe, and, you know, you could tell me if I'm wrong since, you know, that is your specialty and the therapy (laughs) realm, that it's okay to have some broken pieces because people can relate to you better. People, you can understand their problems. You can understand their issues, the complications. Because if you are just so high and mighty, you come off that way, how are people going to relate to that when they're not that way? Mm, You know, I think that having that broken piece, having that vulnerability, having that straightforwardness actually attracts people to you because they know you're not going to sugarcoat. 
They know that you're not going to try to make them feel any less than, and they know that you're going to give them what? The truth. And so many times we're missing the truth in this world. So, I mean, has that straight shooting uh, nature of yours actually helped you in your realm uh, according to, you know, people who uh, relate to you more? Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh, especially when I was doing marriage counseling because, I mean, you got to get, you you know, you have everybody's different, but um, I remember I had a, uh, it was when I was doing my internship, I had, I had a a couple come in and uh, they were, you know, they were fighting, you know, (laughs) okay, you guys do need therapy. So good thing you're here. And, uh, and, and I remember one session in particular, the, the wife got up and she stormed out of my office, slammed the door. And, uh, you know, they don't really teach you in training what you're supposed to do there. It's like, you're not supposed to like jump out of your seat and open the door and go, get back here. <laughs> so I got up and I opened the door and I said, you know what, when you can act like an adult, you'll, you can come back in here. All right. You just sit there in the waiting room until you calm down, young lady, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> And uh, I went back in with her husband and talked for a few minutes. And next thing you know, I hear a knock on the door. I'm, I get up. And I'm like, can you come in now? And she's just like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay. So she comes back in. And I give, you know, the, you know, I give them basically, you know, the truth. And basically say, look, if you want to, I, I mean, I told this to clients all the time. I'm like, hey, if you're here to play games, why don't you just go ahead and give me your money and leave? Because I'm not going to do it. You know, I mean, you're paying me for my expertise here. But I I did something that was out of the quote, the therapeutic handbook, which was I actually had the nerve to tell them the truth and get direct in their face. And in -hmm. therapy training, you're you're really not trained to do that. And I remember going to a supervision and uh, discussing this with my with my uh, supervisor and, and other interns that were there. And oh, my gosh, you would have thought that. I had committed treason or something because I was honest and direct about what I had done, even though it went against the quote protocol, because, you know, you're supposed to be all affirming and everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with that. Cause this is stupid. This person isn't going to move forward or grow. If, if you just placate them, what happens when you placate people? Mm. Uh, what you just pacify them. What do you have? A bunch of big babies walking around with pacifiers mm-hmm. in their mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not mature, you know? I mean, the Bible says, hey, you know what? It's time that you stop drinking milk and eat some meat. So let's grow up. Let's get some teeth and eat, you know? And and people, you know, I've had, I've had hard stuff. I have a coach who smacked me down quite a bit, actually. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I needed adjustment, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that. So, so, but there's a way to do it, and I can honestly tell you I've grown in that area. I think in the past, you know, probably 20 years ago, I probably would have been way harsher than I am now. I'm a middle-aged woman now. I say sweetheart now, you know. Before, I might have called you, uh, you know, butthead or something, but no, I'm kidding. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more tender. <laughs> what are you, a jerk? No. You know, bless your heart. You know, we're here in the South, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I used to live in California, but anyway. You Actually, know, you know uh, what? The... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you guys were going to have know... something. 
I, I love the fact where is no nonsense um, coaching um, therapy because one of the things that I'm always saying is that um, I'm not in a sugarcoating business. That's not what I do. So many people have sugarcoated so much stuff for us, and this is why we're in the situation that we're in right now. Do you right. agree? You know what I mean? With Because yeah. we have to be able to just stop and just like, wait a minute, why are we in this situation? And I remember when I first started, you know, business, I remember someone told me that, Vanessa, you just have to accept the fact that you are in the business of hurting other people's sellers because you're giving it to them straight. And I was like, really? And they were like, because the way they're thinking, thinking is like on the mentality that kept them, you know, broken in that area. And now in order for it to get unlocked, you have to give it to them straight on so they can understand that this right here wasn't working for you. But you need to understand you have to unlock that key in order for you to be open to change. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. If you had a doctor who jumped or let's, I mean, let's say you had some weird diagnosis or whatever, what would you want your doctor to do? Be you or go, oh, you know what, I just think, you know, I think we should just, you know, wait for a while and you should try this over here, knowing full well it's not going to actually address the issue. You want the doctor to go right to the, you know, to give you what the medicine is for that issue, right? Mm-hmm. Most people, that's why you go. And the same thing with, you know, going to, uh, you know, any uh, an attorney, for crying out loud. If you go to see a, an attorney, you don't want him, you know, telling you stuff having to do with whatever. You, you want him to address your, your issue. So why is it different when we're talking about emotional health and, and trying to motivate people? Yeah. It shouldn't be. And And that's honestly one of the things that personally drives me crazy. It drives me crazy because you'll hear – you know, people talk about, you know, well, you can do this, you can do that, blah, blah, blah. But they really never break down the cost of it. You know, I told my husband many years ago I was going to write a book called The Cost of Becoming Real because, you know, just like in that book, The Velveteen Rabbit, you know, his whiskers didn't get wore off overnight. He had to go through the illness with the kid mm-hmm. in that book and get mm-hmm. loved. And see, I think so, so many people are so afraid to really be known and be loved that's why Oprah Winfrey is so popular. She brought Brene Brown to the forefront, you know, and her her research on vulnerability, which she actually admits she didn't even want to do. You know, <laughs> she ends up wow. studying it. You know, it's like so. Why why is there such a, a call to be authentic, vulnerable, and real? And I think it's because we live in a society that glorifies everything that is every anything but real. We walk. We watch actors on TV. We watch the news that's scripted, right? And I think that's why podcasts like yours and mine and, and Periscope, you know, people are looking for people who are real. They don't want fake, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, our mm-hmm. whole society is trying to teach us to be fake. It's it's mm-hmm. stupid. That's why the Bible says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but mm-hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind." God's way is totally different, and it's better. Wow, that is that's powerful. <laughs> powerful. You know, you know, Stacy. I want to uh, give you a chance as we're drawing to a close to uh, let the people know how to reach you and what's going on at uh, Bible News Radio, so that they can uh, tune in. I can't believe this half hour has gone by so fast, but hey, I want to thank you guys for having me on. 
And I will say that the best place to get me is at BibleNewsRadio.com. And uh, I, we do a show Monday through Friday. Uh, on Monday, we do a Bible study and news, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I try to have a guest, and Friday, we call it our free-for-all Friday show, where my husband and I just talk about whatever we want, which is kind of really like the rest of the week, honestly. But, you know, it, it sounds cool, free-for-all Friday. Uh, and then in the evening, on, uh, and I do Periscope that show as well. And then every evening at 7.30 Central Time, uh, I also do what I call a daily disciple, which is basically where we open up the Bible and we just read a couple of verses of Scripture every day and hang out. And I pray with my listeners and and uh, stuff like that to encourage people because, you know, people struggle spiritually. And I believe the Lord's called me to walk alongside people that struggle spiritually. So if you don't have anybody who you know, can can walk with you and help you understand scripture. That's why that's there, so that, you know, I can share with you what the Lord's given me, because it's his gift to me. I didn't, it's not me. It's him. It really, truly mm-hmm. is. I, I couldn't make this stuff on my own, right? Um, so we do that, and um, and I also have com too, which I'm going to be trying to integrate, actually, into BibleNewsRadio.com, but BibleNewsRadio.com is the best place to get me. Wow. So if you were touched by something that Stacy said today, please find this podcast on changingmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Stacy, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show and really uh, letting us have a little piece of your mind for 30 minutes. It was an honor and a privilege. Uh, it was all mine, and it's it's really nice to make a new friend of Vanessa. And, you know, you guys are welcome on my show anytime. You just let me know when you want to come on, and we'll have you back on. Perfect. Oh, Look forward to you. the connection. Yes. So I, with that being said, thank you so much to everyone who's listening to the podcast. We do this for you so that you can know who is changing the world on social media. Till next time, everyone. Good night. Good night.